Hello, everyone. Welcome to the North versus South podcast, episode three. Uh, it's myself, Heath, and my co-host, State. How are you, buddy? Um, not bad, not bad, Heath. You know, just enjoying a, another fine weekend of football. Yeah. Is it? Is it fine though? Is it fine, really? Um, given the the latest West Ham Leicester score, no, it's not looking fine at all. It's a miss. It could be <laughs> could be bad times this week. Could be a humble pie being eaten. Definitely. Well, while, while State uh, eats his humble pie, let me run you through what we're going to talk about today. So we've got our game week review uh, for game week two. And we've got our shit list. We've got our mini league updates. We've got a, a new feature called It's a Knockout, which we discuss the greatest ever FPL player. We've got our scouted team featuring Norwich City. Then we have our game week preview for game week three. And lastly, we'll finish on a cheeky little quiz, which has got manager quotes. And State, you're taking that one on, buddy. After last oh, week, good luck. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> about that, yeah. I'm definitely expecting to be absolutely shafted after last week's one. But yeah. That is the plan. Okay, yeah. so our game week two review, buddy. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get going with the positive stuff. Yeah, yeah positive stuff. I have no positives, no positives, other than the fact that I'm not out of the, not out of it. Yeah, I'm still in contention, I suppose, in our head-to-head. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, come down to earth with a, with a big bang. To be fair, this week, guys, you know, I mean, it's, it's not good after that first week of magic. But um, but yeah, at the moment I'm on 45 points. But I say at the moment because we're in play, guys. We are recording live on a Monday night, Monday night football. So. Exciting times. Exactly. And, you know, I've got a couple of Leicester players in my side and I need them to do something, you know, just something out there, something something amazing to, to get me in a chance of, you know, getting the, the head-to-head win. Because that's what matters, really, is the head-to-head wins, you know. Yeah, it'd be great to, you know, be high up in our league, which a lot of you would join. Thank you for that. But me and Heath do this so we can compete against each other. Head-to-head league. That's that's the key. That's where the bragging rights are between me and him. That's for sure. So, yeah, this week not great, but you know, a couple of players have kept me in the in the hunt. Um, so, Jordan Pickford in net one point. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll go on to that when we go to the next preview about one of the one of the many options to to get rid of. Then. I've got um, Mr. Thomas at Leicester, who's playing as we speak. He's not going to get a clean sheet bonus, Luke Thomas, because they've conceded already. So, well done, Luke Thomas, for that. Um, other two defenders were the stars of the show. Mr. Diaz at Liverpool at Man City, 11 points. He's done He's done well. You know, got an assist, he's got a couple of bonus points, got a clean sheet. And then Simicas at Liverpool, he continues... 11 points, one assist, a clean sheet, and also two bonus points. They've just mirrored each other, them two. Um, must be must have been drinking the same water or something at half time or during the during the game. Midfield, some letdowns in the midfield this week. So, you know, that's the, the whole problem. Um, Bruno Fernandez, one point, didn't really show up alongside Man United yesterday. So yeah, that was um, you know, Bruno doing that. Salah was my captain this week. He only got three points. He played a full 90 at home to Burnley and he only got three points. Mo, you have hurt me today. 
You really have. And I think actually he got a goal ruled out or an assist ruled out as well. So, you know, damn VAR. That's all I'll say. <laughs> and then um, we had Mares, six points from Ansay, you know, which isn't bad considering he only came on for the last 15 minutes. You know, pet roulette there, but I've still got six points off him, so that's something. And I've got Harvey Barnes playing at the moment. He's, he's on one point. Um, he ain't going to get a clean sheet bonus. He needs to score some goals, does Harvey. And then my front three were poor as well. Richarlison, just the two points. Um, yeah, didn't do great. Callum Wilson, one point for Newcastle. Not, not good. And Patrick Bamford got four points for Leeds. He got an assist, but then he got a yellow card. Um, not not brilliant. So I'm on 45 points at the moment. It's not good. It's not a good game. It's <laughs> it's poor. You know, I'm I'm very disappointed with the boys. I let them. I've let them. All of them who've, who've finished their games, barring the 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 two at the the two at the back and and Maris, um, the rest of them have had stern words from from the gaffer this, this over the weekend you know Sunday calls were going out and um yeah they they got they got a real telling you know got hairdryer treatment rightly so mate rightly so they uh they basically found themselves celebrating last week a little bit too much and um yeah they they, they assumed that it was going to be that easy every week it's, when you come up against the southern all-stars mate that is not what happens and no. I tell you what right what they did this week, they showed true uh, character. This is my boys, by the way. Uh, I'm going to just roll straight into the success bounce stories. Bounce back ability. <laughs> bounce back ability. Bounce back ability. Okay, so let's get straight to it. 57 points at the moment. Um, I've still got a couple of players playing. So I had Emmy Martinez. He's back with a fifer. Um, he actually very close to getting a clean sweep. If Cresswell gets a clean sheet, I might have a clean sweep all, all across the board here with uh, Emmy Martinez with five. Cresswell's currently <coughs> on one, looking for that clean sheet bonus. I think he's going to get it, to be honest. I can, he, He's looking confident. Uh, Rico Henry, oh, such a, a lovely substitution. He came in a solid six points against uh, a very average Crystal Palace. Then uh, Lewis Dunk with a six against a very, unfortunately, average Watford. Uh, i just like to point out that Brighton were very, very good in that game. So fair play to them. And then we've got uh, Mr. Sergio Reguilón, who uh, I'm really happy with, to be honest. Another six points there. Um, now my midfield let me down, to be honest. Amy Buendia, nah, another stinker for him. Just a two. Uh, Sun with, with a three. Uh, never... Yeah, you know, always plays 90 minutes, takes penalties, but then got taken off and Deli Ali took the penalty. So that didn't happen for me. Uh, Kai Havertz with a, a three. And then Antonio at the moment with a one. Uh, I'm hoping that will get upgraded maybe to a two or maybe a five or, a, you know, six or a seven. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I then we've got Daniel Daniel Ings, uh, this guy. Two goals in two game weeks. I'm happy with him. Uh, Ink, did you see his goal the other day? It was uh, a head kick. For me, it was goal at week. You know, I'm not I'm I'm fancying that goal at week. Absolute brilliant seconds. I still think there should be a, an FPL like goal of the week additional points awarded to someone. They need to get a pal in place because yeah, that that was that was a right goal. I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I would either give it to to Ings or Duffy. Duffy's Duffy's a header against Watford. Top corner stuff, you know. That's that's 
That was one hell of a header. Uh, no, yeah, Ings, Ings, no, no doubt. Um, and then me, oh, I tell you what, I was giving you a bit of stick on Twitter about this man, but Big Rom <laughs> comes in with the armband. But the manager oh. liked him. They liked what they saw. He didn't even have to train. He came straight in with the captain's armband. I had a few, uh, a few words with Emmy Wendia and 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 Kai Havertz. They weren't happy about the armband going straight on on Lukaku, but it had to be done. And he rewarded me, he got me uh, eight points, which goes to 16. Uh, on my bench, let's not worry too much about the bench. You got Sanchez with a solid six, you know, could be disappointed with losing the point there, but I'm not. Uh, Smith Rowe with a two, Sack with a two, and old Ben White. Uh, is that orange or red? I don't know, but it's it's not looking good for him. He's got so, a, a big believe, fat zero. Yeah, I believe it's... Um, I believe it's... Or- <laughs> 25% illness chance of playing, which given the recent Arsenal situation, I'm going to go with COVID. So, yeah, no, it's, it, it happens though. When you see that Lukaku is your next opponent, I mean, I don't blame him. I would have been doing the same thing, to be honest. Um, no, it, 57 so far, but it's, you know, there could be some more points, but happy with that. And uh, to be honest, mate, I was a bit worried after last game week because you absolutely smashed me. I didn't even come close. And this week makes things a little bit more interesting. So, well, fingers yeah. crossed, uh, we've got well, a tight season ahead of us. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, you know, you're guaranteed to win this now. I'll just um, give you a quick update. Leicester have just had a man sent off as well, just before half time. So, oh. <laughs> um, um, Jose Perez has been sent off. Um, a horrific challenge. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's a good one. Um, but yeah, any of you got um, four L's in your team, he might be he might be in trouble because he's yeah he might he might have been taken out a bit high there. But never mind. Ouch. So Ouch. yeah, never mind. Good week for you. Good week. You know, good comeback. And um, the northern the northern super chat and super kings need to really pull the finger out of their asses. Mm. So which which leads nicely into our our shit list, which I'm hoping is going to be interesting for. For you this week, I, you didn't have anyone on there last week, did you? No, not really. Last week they were they were just all amazing, but this week there's a lot of people on it. So for those of you who um, you know, don't know, so our shit list is we will pick a maximum of five players to um, who are on our shit list from the game week. Basically, most of the time these will come from our own team, but there might be occasions where they don't. You know, for example, you know if we've taken somebody out and subst- transferred them out, and then they go and score. 20 points or something stupid, then we'll probably they'll probably be on our shit list for that sort of reason for not performing for us. But yeah, my shit list this time around. Oh, yeah, I've got I've, there's a big number on there. So number one on the shit list for this week, Bruno Fernandez. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you can go from here at zero very quickly in my team, and that's the case. People resting on their laurels just won't upgrade. You know, I'm you know I'm a ruthless manager if I want to be, you know, and he's he's you know he's had a warning as Bruno. Granted, it ain't gonna be very often where he has terrible games like this, but I don't know if you saw the game yesterday, but he was just non-existent. You know, just yeah, you know, shocking. I mean, to be fair, he got a yellow card. He probably could have got, could have got a second yellow card maybe potentially. I mean, it was yeah, he wasn't. He just wasn't there. He just wasn't there. But like I said, United weren't really there. I don't think yesterday. I think um, you know they were they were poor, and Southampton you know stuck it to them and really started put, putting a shift, putting a, a shift. So 
you know, fair play to him. Um, but yeah, Bruno's on, on my shit list. One point, you know, when, you, when you're spending big money, guys, on your big players, you want them to be delivering. And yeah, granted, they're allowed to have the odd week off, but £12.1 million, pounds, not £12 million he probably cost when I, when I signed him, you can't. You can't be affording that to have too many bad weeks because you know that's that's money that could be spent elsewhere. So Bruno is on my shit list straight away. Okay. Um the the other person on my shit list is the referee at Anfield um for um you know other linesmen for for cancelling out a, an assist or a goal for for Mo Salah as well, which um would have given me more points for him being my captain. So the referee's on there this week. I'll always have a little bit of a far out one, to be fair. You know, someone else is always to blame. And and then I'm basically looking at my um my striker Callum Wilson. He missed a, a sitter of a chance early oh, doors. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. I mean, for God's sake, I, I fancy myself to take and that, you know, and you know, I'm a very composed finisher to be fair, so maybe cost <laughs> a little bit. But um, but yeah. Callum Wilson, he's got a he's got a score there, and you know, put it this way: you go up the other end, and Danny Ings puts the ball in back in net when he's twenty foot in the air, sort of thing, and then he can't even bury a simple chance. And to be fair to Callum Wilson, he normally does bury those chances, so it was disappointing. And um, I think it set the tone for the, the rest of my team. But um, but yeah, so so that that those are the the, the three main people. I'm just going to stick with three on my shit list. To be fair, I don't, I don't think Pickford could do really much about the goals for Everton. He's not getting any save bonus points, so so that's that's a bit worrying. He's sort of like having four shots on goal, and he's only he's conceding two of them. It's not. That's, I I tell, you, I tell you, he should be on your, your shit list after the first two game weeks. Is Michael Keane? He's he's had two absolute blunders for both goals. Well, I guess the second this week's was was maybe a bit harsh, but he still looked very out of shape. Yeah. he just misread the misread the pass, and he was all over the place, opening them up. And it's, last it's, week, I mean, just just gave the ball away. So, yeah, I, I mean, I can't imagine Benitez keeping with him in that side if he keeps making these errors. I mean, you know, Everton fans, I'm sure, will be able to you know give me. Give me a few um, give me a few pointers about that. But I mean, I suppose you know what what are their options like at the moment at centre half. I mean, um, well they got got Yerimina, Holgate could play there, but and Keane does the sort of main three. Ben Godfrey, but I don't think he's fancying him. But yeah, it's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not doing well, and he's not. He's not, he's not making life easy for um for, for for my keeper Jordan at the back there. To be fair, so. Yeah. And also the uh, the the referee in the Newcastle game. I mean, the one thing I mean, about VAR is that they're saying yeah. that it's gonna if the tight calls are gonna give it to the striker. Mm. Both the Liverpool one and the the Callum Wilson well, one were were extremely close. I mean, I they mean, looked they were just offside. But. Yeah, I mean, I was. Oh, I do I do think you know. I'm, I didn't want to put two referees on there to be fair, but I could I shouldn't have done to be fair. It's not like me to hold back. Plus it. Um, Affected your team when Martin is should have been given a the old red card to go with it, maybe you know, and um, and and if not, it was at least conceding the goal, which would have saved you four points. Callum Wilson would have taken the penalty, scored, which would give me four points. That's an eight point swing around straight away, right there. <laughs> and that means we're very close. So yeah, um, you you just made me boil, my my blood's boiling now. So yeah, <laughs> um, have a have a sip of beer, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me have a beer. Just um. Calm my nerves a little bit, and let me 
bit cooler on this, but mm. <laughs> oh, it's a good beer today, guys. Yeah, nice punk IPA. That. So, yeah, we but, are not sponsored yeah, so, by Punk IPA, by the way. Yeah, good. Oh yeah, yeah. not yet. No, yeah, no, we're working on that. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, the shit list could have consisted of a lot more, though. You know, my my um, my team didn't perform this week, and. You know, let's fingers crossed. You know, they all have bad weeks, but like I said, you know, on to next week. I should do all right next week because Man City are playing Arsenal, so that means I should get plenty of points from my City players. Agreed, mate. Which leads nicely into my shit list. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, uh, well, I guess to tell you who's still on there, um, Ben White is still on there. He didn't play, didn't even bother turning up. Uh, He's not very well. He's under the under the weather. Um, no, to be fair, he was going to be my first sub, but I didn't have any justification to take him off last week's list. He stays on there. Um, Emi Buendia, same thing. Um, he's not coming off the list for now. He's done nothing, no points. He did get a clean sheet bonus, but he ruined it by getting a yellow cards. Uh, well done, Emmy. And um, Ben Chilwell has gone officially um, because <laughs> I subbed him out. Rico Henry came in, he got a clean sheet. End of, end of the day, Chilwell. You know, just because he's not playing, obviously he needs to work harder at Cobham, um, you know, to get himself back in this team. The fact is that it's not now my problem. So he's gone for the shit list uh, without really redeeming himself, obviously. And his his fellow Chelsea teammate, Kai Havertz, is very, very close to joining uh, Buendia and White on the list. But I'm going to let him go for this week just because, you know, um, yeah, Chelsea are pretty <clears throat> dominant against Arsenal. And I like, the, I like the look of him. I don't want him to get down about being on my shit list. He obviously is going to be a, an avid listener to this podcast. So yeah. I want him to keep yeah. confident, keep scoring points. And um, I mean, so far, not so good, but we've got plenty of good fixtures coming up. Liverpool way next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, that's going to be a great game, guys. It will be, so, yeah. Yeah. You know, fa- you know that, that should be good because Liverpool seem to start all right. But Chelsea, obviously, they're carrying on from there. They left off last season really with two shell taking over. So yeah, no, definitely, definitely be looking forward to that one. We uh, we're now going to be talking about the mini league, which went from six people, a very humble six people, um, a little bit of uh, cajoling, a little bit of poking and, and prodding to other people, and and finally we've got up to a nice round number of twenty three. Twenty four. Twenty four. 24 yeah. um yeah so and honestly guys everyone who's joined thank you so much it did look a little bit desperate for the guys who were in the league before with just six of us so thank you everyone for joining uh state uh you're going to give us an update and some shout outs. yeah well we've got yeah we've got some shout outs because we've actually out of this 24 we have actually now got we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of us who are actually doing a north versus a north team or a south team. Granted, it's the Southern Fairies who are actually, you know, ahead with five teams in total. And so, yeah, Northerners really need you to step up here. Um, um, however, you know, the Northern, the northern names, um, I think uh, the Northern name is better. So Harrison Copley with Ned Starks, my dad. I mean, just nice. brilliant. <laughs> nice. I mean, 
I mean, bode well because Ned Stark loses his head. That's a spoiler alert if any of you watch Game of Thrones. But um, but yeah, um, but yeah, Northern team, and you know, he's he's got he's on forty six points this week at the moment. It's not terrible. It's you know just what it's one point better than me. So he's he's actually leading in the Northern battle this weekend. So well well done to well done to you. Um, I think um, you know it's, it's good though to see that there's been you know plenty from the southern law as well who've got involved with this and you know we you know big shout out to Eddie Moran with King in the South, Pavos Lossi, Essex Tykes, Liam, you you better check yourself, brilliant, <laughs> Chris Harrigan, Chris Harrigan, Doff Venture South, not in my life sunshine I'll tell you that. that, that that's a, <laughs> I think that's a that's a partridge. Uh... That's yeah, a partridge reference, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. There you go. Someone has loved the partridge. You, you, use your imagination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so leading in leading in this game week in terms of the um, the actual points from like a north or southern sort of solely based team is Pavlos um, with his Essex Tykes. He's currently on 62 points. I think he's got West Ham players still playing, so he could get a bit more. Um, so, yeah, really big shout-out to you, um, um, Pavlos, as, as it's looking likely that you might be our, you know, man of, man of the week in terms of the, the North or South best teams. We've got others in there, obviously, who've, you know, thrown in some good scores this week. Um, you know, you know I, think, um, I think the highest score we've seen is, um, I think it was, I think we've got someone who's on 80 points now, 80, 81 points. Um, which is expected to lose. Um, good name, and that's uh, John. Uh, that's um, Jason Bay. Um, so that, he's he's got a, a mixed team. He's not just got um, a north or south based team. He's predominantly north and barring a couple of players. But um, but yeah, doesn't count. But again, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So you, you know, you get deducted fifty points basically in our eyes for not having a, a north or south based team. So that puts you on. Yeah, like 30, really, so Jason. So sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, ruined, just ruined your game week, didn't I? Look at that. <laughs> He's just turned off the podcast. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So we've lost a listener there. Don't worry, we'll, we'll get it back elsewhere. I promise. I'll, I'll get it back. <laughs> um, but now, on a serious note, guys, really, you know, thanks for um, joining the league. And um, yeah, massive thanks to, to, the, to everybody who's um, put in a North or South based team. and keep those teams coming in yeah, by all means you know we'd love to see some more of them and um yeah you know see see how see how it goes and um yeah again tweet us you know say you know give you know you know give us anything else if you want us to shout out to anyone then by all means we'll, we'll do it so we then move on to our new feature it's a knockout Heath tell us tell us more we basically thought to ourselves who is the greatest ever FPL player? And we're going back all the way to 2002-2003 when the, the fantasy football started. And we're looking at every single player, every team has one player to represent them. We're going to have 10 Southern teams, 10 Northern teams, and we're going to basically, you know, kind of like have head-to-heads like it's a knockout until we get to the two finalists, the Southern finalists and the Northern finalists. And Stay and I are going to debate. I'm sure it'd be great if we can maybe stick it on Twitter to kind of get an idea of well, people, what people think. But the idea behind this is that we want to not just look at the overall amount of points because that would be a bit boring, but the influence that these individual players had on FPL managers over the years. So if I take an example of 
at this very moment in time, someone like Bruno Fernandes, you know, you not only know that he has scored big points, but you know that you can rely on him. That you know if Man United are playing at home, you'd be happy to captain him. But if they're playing away at Liverpool, you probably wouldn't. So it's more about the idea of the influence that these players had in your in your mind and also the the you know how actual successful they were. So this week we're gonna start off with because it's an awkward number 20, we're gonna have you know some qualification rounds for some of the teams who haven't had as much history in the in the premiership as others. So from my perspective, I've got Brighton versus Watford and Brentford versus Crystal Palace. I'm sorry, Crystal Palace fans, but there's no re- no one else really that I could really He's put in there from the sub. He's not sorry, Palace fans. <laughs> Seriously, you'll get to know him through this podcast, guys. He doesn't like Palace. Guarantee it. He doesn't like Palace at all. So I like them more than I used to. I like them more yeah. than I used to. Um, and, and who are your, your teams, mates, for your uh, qualification around? Well, I've gone um, I've gone with um, Burnley and Leeds. And for all those Leeds fans who pipe up, oh, we've got history in the Premier League. Not in the FPL, you haven't really, to be fair, because fantasy didn't start until 2002, 2003. And I think you didn't last too much longer after that. So, yeah, Burnley and Leeds will face off. And then Norwich City versus Wolves will face off as well. So, um, yeah, I think it was, I mean, Burnley and no have been in there for a more recent time, but um, I think they, they sort of just had to, they just had to bite the bullet, unfortunately. So this is just the first, the qualification rounds. And then next week, we'll, we'll put everyone together and the, the two winners from tonight. And then they'll go through to a quarterfinal, then a semifinal, then a final, and then the overall, the greatest FPL player. So the first game I'm going to go with is is quite a straightforward one, is the Brentford versus Crystal Palace one. And, you know, I know people will well, like stay saying about how much I'm not a big fan of Crystal Palace. Like I said, I don't mind them as much. But there is one player that obviously gets to most Watford fans, just like, um, you know, there's quite a lot of fans who can't stand Troy Deeney, for instance. But Wilfred Zaha had to represent Crystal Palace because... I really genuinely couldn't think of anyone else who's had more of an influence um, for, you know, for, for Crystal Palace, who scored as many points as he has, um, and he's been an ever-present. Realistically, if you're looking at Crystal Palace, you're, you're only really looking at Zaha. He's an exciting player. I think during the period with Roy, and uh, you know, they were fairly, I'd say, pretty solid at the back, but that's not very exciting. So Wilfred Zaha is going to be representing Crystal Palace. And for Brentford, it's very, very difficult, as you can imagine, to pick someone after two games. So I'm just going to basically pick their talisman, Ivan Tony. And really, it's kind of like a, a guaranteed win here for Zaha, really, um, because it's just very, very tough for Brentford. I'm sure they are just happy to be here. You know, I mean, Tony Definitely. has has done very, very well to be in the Premiership. He got rejected from Newcastle and he's back. And um, I'm sure he's going to hopefully show Newcastle United why, you know, they shouldn't have sold him. But for now, maybe if we do this next season, maybe Ivan Tony goes on and scores 30 goals this season from here. I, I doubt it, but he could do. I don't know. You never know. Um, but for now, Zaha qualifies Palace quite comfortably. I don't even really want to go into too much detail, but I don't want to keep you know, kind of promoting Crystal Palace to anyone else. Uh, for me, <laughs> it, it goes without saying. 
Now, let's Ryan go. Hove Albion versus Watford. Obviously, it's, it's, it still hurts to say that, you know, after what happened at the weekend. But there's a different outcome here. I know you're going to go, oh, Watford fan, you're going to obviously do... Oof. So, Oof. yeah. So, I, all I'm going to say here is my first thought for Watford was Jared Delafeo after last, year, last year in the Premier League and the year before that when we when we finished mid-table. He was incredible. But I think after looking at his stats, I had to go for Big Troy for when we first got into the Premier League. He uh, posted quite a lot of 100-something points in the seasons after that. Uh, and in his first season, um, he actually posted some pretty decent numbers. He scored, by the looks at 13 goals and nine assists. So he got a nice solid 166 points. But realistically, like I said, it's not just points that gets you through. It's also influence. And you knew that Deeney was captain. He took penalties. You knew he was going to be in the team every week in that first season. Um, he came up against uh, Pascal Gross. Um, it was tough with uh, Brighton to, to pick a player. I was actually looking at defenders because I was thinking they've had quite a few defenders who have been goal-scoring defenders. But actually, when I looked at the stats, Pascal Gross's stats in his first season, um, yeah, it, it was quite really pretty impressive. He, again, he scored seven goals, got eight assists, 164 points. Um, I think he was set-piece. He was well, definitely set-piece taker, but I think he may have been penalty taker. I can't. Uh, back but up but he was um, a, an absolute bargain that season when Brighton came up and no one really saw it coming so I'm sorry Brighton fans but Big Troy is going to have to um, get his cojones out and bring it to the A game which is going to be in the next knockout round so it's Wilfred Zaha in the next round and it's Troy Deeney in the next round yeah not, not unexpected, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you, you, you can't really argue with the DD selection. Even though I want to, I'm, I'm not going to too much because, you know, his numbers are good. Like you said, Gross had that first great season and he's never quite hit those heights since then. Um, so, whereas Dean has consistently punched a, the 100-point mark and, you know, he still doesn't cost you that much money either, to be fair. So, it's, you know, he's... He's probably one of those players that people, like you said, people don't like him that much. So you know. Do, do you know what the the amount of Watford <laughs> fans who don't like him, which is absolute joke. People have such short memories, but yeah. I like him on top yeah. spot. I don't mind him when he's been on top spot. Top top top's all right game. You know, you know, it's only the only the second is what the second best Brummy on there with behind Gabby Agbong Lahore probably. You know, so not bad. But yeah. Good, good work. Yeah, look forward to seeing that. Wilf, Wilford Zaha. Yeah, I reckon he, he could he could cause some um, he could cause some upsets in the next round, that man. Yeah, and and if he doesn't, he might put in a transfer request and and, and wait until he gets priced out of another move. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd take him at Watford any day of the week. Oh, all day, all day long, mate. He's he's a talented footballer, no doubt about it. So then, on to my. Preliminary round. Well, I think both of mine are a little bit closer than what one of yours was. To be fair, there's um, you know bit, there's, there's bits to sort of shout out for, for a few of them here. Um, but um, but yeah, so um, we'll go with Burnley versus Leeds first of all. The the you know the it's the the battle of the across the Pennines. You know, Burnley, Lancashire, Leeds in the Grand County of West Yorkshire. Um, so. 
yeah, yeah I'll tell you, it's still a tough one, really, to, to call. So I've gone, I've gone for a goalkeeper at Burnley. I've gone for Nick Pope. Now, because, I mean, Chris Wood could have been good, but Nick Pope, if you look at his stats, so obviously the last three, three of the last four seasons, he's got a lot of points. The reason he didn't score any in one of those seasons was because he was injured all season round. Um, but, you know, if you look at him, 2017, 2018, 152 points, 2019, 2020, 170, you know, last season, 144. You know, so in a Burnley team that, you know, generally, you know, are known as, you know, sort of lower, lower mid-table, always flirting with the relegation zone for, at some point of the season. And then see Dyche then get some sort of firing and causing mayhem and they, and they, and they, do, and they do what they do best. And, you know... I don't think you know there's a team who does it better than them in the Premier League at the moment in that sort of, in that sort of type of you know performance, which everyone knows what I mean by that. So so yeah, Nick Pope is the is the Burnley the Burnley guy. Um, you know he, he gets clean sheets and that, and when he doesn't, he gets saved points. And I mean, he's yeah he's five point five million now, but before he's always been you know fairly cheap. So yeah, Nick Pope he's 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 playing for for Burnley. For Leeds, I've gone with Stuart Dallas, you know, over Patrick Bamford. Um, down with the fact that Dallas last year was, um, I mean, he got 171 points. So he got a few more points than Nick Pope. Obviously, it was his first season in the Premier League. You know, great performance from him. You know, he was classed as a defender on the league. He was cheap, though, as well. You know, he, he cost you sort of 4.5 million at the start of the season. He got up to 5.5 million by the end of it. So, you know, it's it's a, it's a tough one. I must admit, I'm, I'm, I'm torn a little bit because, you know, I think, you know, for Nick Pope to, to show these consistent numbers, Dallas has done it for one season so far. Um, Nick Pope's always going to start. I think Dallas is pretty much always going to start for Leeds as well. Um, Leeds are the marks, a bit more of a marked team this year, you know, who knows? Um, I mean... I am I am a bit torn on it here, but you know, really, Heath, what, what what do you think? Who, who would you go for in this situation? I think I think uh, I'm really pleased you've gone with Pope actually, because that's quite a you know unique pick there. But the thing about Pope was, and if you're not aware of this, you, you know, it's 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 still quite an interesting thing. It's the way that it worked the bonus points was that he used to get bonus points galore because the defenders who kept clean sheets alongside him weren't really playing balls out from the back normally it was his save points that was getting him the clean sheets so um that meant that not only was he getting you know points for for clean sheets but he was also getting bonus points and and to be fair Burnley for two seasons I think in a row he was very very good I hate the only reason people don't talk about it now is because the same value as you know top well, you know, I'm talking like De Gea and Maurice, these kind of goalkeepers. So why would you go Nick Pope? But he's unfortunately been priced out of most teams nowadays. But he's still a very, very good goalkeeper. Um, tough Dallas is an incredible season. The only thing about Dallas, I actually had him for a lot of last season. The only problem with him was he scored points against teams you least expected. It, so he was on my bench quite a few times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. A uh, little little bastard, but I'd say I'd probably go with Pope if it if it was, you know, just I think it's easy to forget two or three years ago when Burnley got into Europe, he was, you know, a, a, a vital cog to that wheel, really, wasn't he? Mm. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, I think I'm leaning towards Pope. I think, you know, it's no fault of Dallas as that Leeds have not been good enough to be in the Premier League for the last sort of however many years. You know, that's, you know, it's not his fault. It's, you know, it's the club's fault not being good enough. So, whereas Nick Pope's demonstrated over a number of seasons. So, yeah, Nick Pope's going to take Burnley through um, to the next round. So, yeah, Burnley, congrats. I'll have, we'll have that down. You'll go through into the draw for the next round. And Leeds fans, if you want uh, State's full name and address, I will provide that at the end of the podcast. Yeah, by all means, please feel free to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, God, if there's any Leeds fans listening here, crikey, I'll be expecting it. Yeah, oh, how can you pick Dallas, not Pope over Dallas? Screw, screw you, Leeds fans. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Just to reiterate. Name yeah. and address will be at the end of the <laughs> <laughs> So that takes us on to the, the next game, Norwich versus Wolves. Got two strikers in the in the mix here. So so Norwich, yeah, I mean I didn't go for Timu Puki, you know, his last time venture into the Premier League started strong, but then just you know just sunk absolutely at a ridiculous rate, you know, probably like my fantasy team did that season, probably, you know, just um, just faded away. So, um, so I've gone for um, Grant Holt. So, any Norwich fans listening will remember Grant Holt, you know, that season where they, they came up and, um, you know, he, he did bits, you know, he, he got he got 10 goals, he got bonus points, um, you know, he did well for them, you know, got 90, 98 points in, in, um, in, in what was his best season. Um, I think because Norwich have always been sort of known strugglers, I think, you know, 98 points isn't a bad going from him because he was probably always in a side that got relegated there, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, I think um, yeah, Grant Hall was um, who I picked for Norwich. And then for Wolves, I've gone with the modern main man for them, Raul Jimenez. Now, obviously, last season he had a horrific injury, which um, sort of scuppered that. But, you know, until that point, you know, he was showing that he was going to probably get some decent points again. But his previous two seasons, he's got 181 points, 194 points. He's been, you know, their tallies man for sure. Um, I'm not, I'm not sort of uh, quite a loggerheads actually with this one, to be fair. I thought I probably told a little white lie there um, earlier on. I think Jimenez takes this one for me. He's he's definitely the man. He's, you know, he's, he's good. And again, He'll always play for Wolves. You know that he'll always play for Wolves. And I think, you know, it won't be long until he, he's, he's scoring goals again for um, for Wolves this season. I think, you know, they'll have a, they've had a, a toughish start, but um, I think they'll they'll do OK again this year with Wolves. Yeah, and I think if, if fantasy football had gone back another 10 years, you'd be looking at players like Jeremy Goss, Rule Fox, Efenakuku, Chris Sutton. Yeah. You know, all these guys, and I I don't think Jimenez would have had a chance against those guys. So, um, Wolves got very lucky there. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, they, they, they took it a bit, bit tough, but yeah, Wolves, Wolves get through to the next round. You know, they're in the they're in the hat for the for the draw. You know, we've got um, a good eight eight teams remaining for the for the quarterfinals. So yeah, and you can only find these next week. On yeah. the North versus South podcast episode four, and this will be running yeah for the next few weeks. Uh, to be honest, I, I love I love the idea of this kind of stuff. As as someone who's played FPL religiously for I don't know 12, 13 years now, it's always a great debate to have about who is the out and out best player, who you could go to 
without thinking twice. And I'm sure we're going to have a heated debate at the end when um, we find out that the Southern uh, player has obviously probably taken the glory. But we'll what? find that out in a few. <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance. Oh, my God. You, you see, the, the deludedness and then there's this, you know. Come on, what's going on? <laughs> but the, the, the thing about it, mate, is I, as you're you know, talking about Grant Holt, and Norwich City, I don't know much about them at the moment. And I can't really tell you too much about that team at the moment. All I've seen is plenty of goals going in against them. I haven't seen them do much. But now we've got a chance to find out. So this is the scouted team this week. Our man State here, is, uh, I was going to say, has visited Norwich. I mean, did you? Did you how hard did you work for this one? Did you get proper committed? <laughs> Well, just I'm download gonna, the highlights. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched I watched the full game of them against Liverpool the week before to be fair. So I, I, I could sort of say that I've got two weeks worth of scouting notes here for them. Um, and those two weeks of scouting notes are literally less than two lines long. So you know that's um, that's about the the, the quality of the scouting that I've been able to do in Norwich City. I mean, they've had a tough start. They've had some very tough. Teams have played well. They've played the basically champions of the last two seasons. They've played them in the first two games. Yeah, Liverpool, Man City. You know they've they've played those two teams. Um, they've they've been turned over as expected. I mean, just to show you how how great my some of my football knowledge is, I I had Man City to win five nil um, on my uh, Super Group pick. So there you go. Look Nailed at that. it. Yeah, nailed it big time. So, so yeah, um, you know they've had a tough start of Norwich. Um, and, um, you know it's um, it's not the sort of first opening games you want. You know if you if you're a team who's just come up, you want to have it easy, don't you? You want to be you want to be getting your six points against your likes of your Villas and your Brightons. You know, like any decent team would do if they could help. You know, they'd get six points out of those games. Um, so yeah. Um, no, I, I did Watford do again, sorry. Um, you know, oh, sorry, they didn't manage it, so they're, they're, they're in trouble. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I think, no, Norwich have had it tough, so it's been a tough scouting situation, but um, I've managed to come out with some 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 quick notes, basically, for, for all, you, all you listeners out there. So, Norwich City, don't pick any of their players at the moment. Well, <laughs> yeah, Norwich City again. Don't pick any of their players. Okay. What if you have to pick an Orange City player? Right. I'm glad you asked that, folks. Don't pick any of them. All right. That's a third reminder. But I suppose I thought in the end I need to make a decision on this. So um, so basically the newcomer I'm going to go with first, newcomer, the new player to the league, um, he isn't really new to the league um, as a such. Um, he, he's on loan at Norwich from a... From a from a very good side called Chelsea, he's he's um he's a Scottish lad. I don't he played he's played a few minutes before, but he's a newcomer to having a full season in the league. Is how I'm sort of seeing it with Billy Gilmore. You know, he's a he's a good footballer. You know, there's no doubt in that. He's gonna be somebody who's not. I don't think he's gonna be scoring you many fantasy points. He'll probably get you to at least two points every game because he'll play every game. I would expect because he's by far their most talented footballer. And you know, I think 
Um, so I think he'll play, um, but um, I don't think he's going to score you lots of points. He isn't a goal-scoring midfielder. You know, he likes to try and get hold of the ball and make things happen, but he's not even probably your main assist maker. He's probably the pre-assist guy, maybe, or even the pre-pre-assist player. So he's a newcomer, new player to the league to have a full season. I'm looking forward to that because I think he could be really good for Chelsea in a, in a year or two's time. Um, so, yeah, so that was that. Um, your differential... Unpopular player might be overlooked. I think, you know, I've gone for Tim Krul on this one because I think if anyone's going to score some okay points this season, um, you know, it's, it's probably going to be him because he's a goalkeeper for a team that's going to get beaten quite a lot this season. He's going to get saved bonus points. They'll they'll even maybe fluke some clean sheets. He's actually, you know, he he, save, he can save some penalties as well. So you know, he's he's someone I might think of as a differential, someone you go for. People probably won't think like that because they're thinking, well, he's going to concede four or five goals every week. Well, yeah, maybe he might, but I think there's, there's those weeks where if you had to pick someone from Norwich, you could be just someone different. I would I'd, I wouldn't have him as my main goalkeeper, guys. He's four point five million, so make sure you've got another goalkeeper and then you bring him in when you think, oh, Norwich have actually got a home game where they've got a chance here. They're not going to concede that many, I don't think. Bring him in for your other keeper for that game, you know, so just have him on there. You know, he's only 4.5, so instead of going for that cheap 4 million sub-keeper who's never going to play, you could do you could do a Tim Krul, but that's, that's just maybe a little out-there option, I think. Then it brings me on to our... What a waste of money! Well... This is our new sort of good player but low scorer. So basically, the thing is with Norwich players, they're that low price. None of them are that much of a waste of money, to be fair, I suppose. But they are actually at the same time. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm going to say Billy Gilmore again because he's good on the eye. <laughs> and he's not going to score your points. I mean, he's 4.5 million, but I tell you what, you can spend 4.5 million on somebody better who's going to score you more points. I mean, you know. So I think you gotta you gotta be not thinking like that. I think he's um I think he's he's like I said, great on the eye, not gonna score, not gonna be a big fantasy point scorer though for you. So then our set piece extraordinaires for Norwich. So if you're gonna have to pick any Norwich players that we set piece so then I mean they've got down as um Pookie is or um who is it Hugo? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're sort of classed as the designated penalty takers. I would imagine Pookie will be the main man there. Um, he'll be playing most games. You know, if he can get get to the penalty box to actually have a chance, then it's probably going to be through a penalty itself, um, the way they're playing at the moment. So he, he does. he's going to be the one on those. <clears throat> free kicks. I've not really seen him have any free kicks in any um, decent areas, to be fair. I'm certainly I'm not I'm not sure who's gonna be taking them. Um, you know, Todd Cantwell's got a good strike on him. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him. I like Todd Cantwell. He's, he did he didn't have a bad season in the Premier League actually a few years ago. You know, I think he um, got 111 points, scored a few goals and that. But um but yeah, I think um to be fair, don't worry about set pieces and, and, and stuff really for Norwich. They're not gonna get you that many points this season. And then your captaincy pick. Who would you pick as captain for Norwich? I'm just going back to what I said at the start. Don't. Okay. Do not pick a captain. Fantastic, consistent score for Norwich because they're not going to have one this season. Barring someone who's going to get two points every week for 
play in 90 minutes. So I, I, I'm actually going to, uh, you know, say that that was the most entertaining scout scouted teams that we've had so far. And, I, and if you're a Norwich City fan right now and your yeah. head's in your hands and you're pretty upset about the scathing review that you've had from my co-host, all I'll say is if Watford or Brentford or actually come to think of it, even Arsenal, most teams in the league have opened up with Man City and Liverpool in their first two games. They're not going to really offer you that much. I think right now, if you're really, really brave, I would be going completely against State's um, advice there and actually bring Norwich players in because, you know, they could be, all of them could be incredible differentials because like everyone's already written them off. You know, that people will be expecting them to lose most weeks. They won the championship last year. You know, they can't be that bad. And they've just, you know, they've got hammered against Man City. But to be honest, I thought lose, only losing 5-0 was actually quite impressive because they scored very early on and they could have done what they did to us and scored eight, you know. So, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what you think about that, mate. Um, I'm not going against your whole thing there, but all I say is that, you know, uh, there are certain Norwich players that, you know, I think in about two or three months' time, we'll be looking back and going, you know, I can't believe that. There's there's a guy, I think his name, uh, one of their wide players, I think it might be Rashika, who's meant to come with a very good reputation. And uh, another guy who's come from the Bundesliga called Sargent, who's a uh, centre-forward, who, who I don't think he's, he's come on yet. Probably lacking match fitness, probably hasn't really got going yet. But two players who could potentially give you something but, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, that there are so many choices in FPL this season so far that if you were to go for Norwich City players and they weren't going to be your third or second or third sub, then like, you are brave, especially if it comes <laughs> off. You're, you're a genius Ballsy. if it comes off. Ballsy. Yeah. Any, any, yeah, any, anybody out there who's got three Norwich players in the squad, I'd love to see it. And then I'd love to also see a report about whether they're actually been declared saying or not because that, that's that's basically what we're, what we're talking that's about that's right maybe when, when it comes to these wild cards there's a lot of wild card mentions when, once these wild cards come up they've, they've basically played two of the hardest teams in the league already so you know well, a much there's, easier run, there's, running well, there's, there's another 17 teams that are also going to be very hard for them probably you know agreed so, <laughs> I, mean, I mean look they've got Leicester in the next game so it doesn't get too much easier. After that, they've got a couple of nice, easy games. They've got Arsenal and Watford. So, yeah, they could pick up, start picking up some points there against those two. But, you know, un- until until that stage, no chance. Well, I mean, that, 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 that's, you know, great work, mate. I think um, it leads us nicely into our, our game week preview, actually, which uh, we, we're looking at game week three. Football's just oh. kind of like... Just coming so quickly, it's brilliant. And, and you know what, though, you get to this week and you get all excited. And the week later, what is it? International break, Bloody Jesus international Christ. Football. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. Who, who needs that rubbish qualifying balls that is there? You know, just, just put the best, the, the top sides that generally get through, you know, through. So, you know, that, that's all you need. But, um, yeah, but don't, I mean, don't you worry, though, don't you worry, all right, because. Stay and I, we've got an idea. We've got a plan for a podcast and the international break, right? So yes. if there's anything yeah. to get excited about, if you don't really desperately want to see your Harry Canes and your Jordan Pickfords and whoever, whoever, playing for whoever, 
then you know you can tune into this podcast and I'm sure we'll be uh, looking to entertain. But how about um, how about give us your teammate for for this this game week? What are you looking at? I think well, I know who your third sub is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm toying with my transfer at the moment because um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna definitely use a transfer this week. I just don't know what that transfer is gonna be. Um, so, I mean, my, at the moment I've got Pickford in net. They're away at Brighton. I'm probably gonna stick with that for now. Man City Diaz at the back will stay in. Um, Thomas at Norwich. Uh, Leicester, he'll stay in because they're playing away in Norwich. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Leicester can just give, give them a spanking. Um, so just see where I'll just see where it's now. West Ham two, Leicester one. So Ooh, um, who scored? Well, Benarama scored the second for West Ham with a, an Antonio assist. Beautiful. Um, and then Mr. Yuri Tielemans has scored for Leicester. Um, and um, yeah, I think I think Madison may have snuck the um, assist there. To be fair, so um, yeah, so it's um, twenty minutes to go, two one. Leicester down at ten men, but yeah, getting exciting. Could be, could be, could be good. Last last 15, 20 minutes, but um, but yeah. So sorry, I digress there. So yeah, it then brings so Simakas at you know Liverpool at home to Chelsea. Um, he'll probably I'll probably keep him in. To be fair, um. I'm still waiting on Andy Robertson news, but um, I mean the guy's been playing well, so I don't think we can drop him yet. And you know the talk is he can also play right back as well, so they, you might see him feature still quite a bit this season with a lot of the, a lot of games coming. So you know, he's going to stay in the squad. So no no changes um, with my um, with my with my defenders there. Um, I'm unlikely to bring Connor Cody or. I'm on Bamadeli off the bench so we get to go into that defence. So I'm probably going with a three-man back back line there. Um, midfield four, I've got Mares. He's he's staying in his Mares because he didn't start against um, Norwich. He came on for 15 minutes. So Pet Roulette basically says that you play every other game. So he came on and scored. I think he'll come on again. He'll play against Arsenal and hopefully do some damage. Mo Salah will be still there. Bruno Fernandes still be there. Harvey Barnes, he's he's at risk, but because they're playing Norwich, I've got to give him another week because with the way Norwich are going at the moment, you've got to fancy Leicester to to you know back back some goals there. My front three is Bamford, Wilson, and Richarlison, and they've all got games which could see them score points. But again, you know Bamford's not had a great start so far, and so he needs to start pulling some points out because he's eight million this year, so. You know he's he's at risk of maybe a transfer. You know maybe bring someone in, you know slightly cheaper, and then I've got a bit of money to spend elsewhere the week after. But there'll only be one transfer max this week, guys. I'm not I'm not going to go crazy. No wild cards for me. No no minus points. I've said this at the start of the season. I'm gonna you know unless I'm desperate to to you know get some people in, I'm I'm gonna try and stick to it. And I think you know what what's quite quite good um as you know we've got a few north north a couple of north versus south games going on which um which should be nice Liverpool Chelsea um you know Newcastle Southampton Brighton Everton Man City Arsenal you know so there's um there's a few games there which um will have interesting for both of us and then there's a, a number of north versus north south versus south games nice and who who's your bench mate bench. captain 
I haven't decided my captain yet. I'm not going to lie. I'm, 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 I'm thinking of something. I don't. I mean, Mares could be in contention for captain. Say, you know, Arsenal are not looking great at the moment. They're conceding goals. City will bounce back very nicely from the Spurs defeat. So Mares is in contention. So is Ruben Diaz. To be fair, I think those two could be. I think we're looking at a City player as captain. Unless I was to do something like bring Jamie Vardy in maybe for Leicester, but I'm probably not going to do that. So, and bench, I've got Connor Cody on the bench, Marcus Brownhill and Mr. Omar Badele. Um, <laughs> and then um, Everton Reserve, our third choice keeper, Virginia, is still on the bench as well. Nice. Lovely stuff. Well, I did see a report about Richarlison maybe moving to Paris Saint-Germain. Fingers crossed for that one. And Andy Robertson... Safely on Liverpool's bench this week, all ready to start against Chelsea. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you, mate, I'm a bit worried about your team, to be honest. I think it could be wildcard time for you. I think it's uh, now that Bruno and Salah, have, they've, they've done basically everything in the first game week. Now they just completely <laughs> don't have any interest whatsoever. You know, there's no hunger whatsoever for them to, uh, to carry on scoring. Now, I think it, obviously it's a good team. It uh, goes without saying, some good fixtures for you guys. But a better team would be, you know, if I was to pick it. I've got Emmanuel Martinez in goal. Uh, Aaron Queswell uh, playing Crystal Palace at home. Lewis Dunk playing Everton at home. And uh, Reguillon playing Watford at home, which, uh, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a, a worry for, for Watford fans. I've actually made my transfer already. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I saw this guy's fixture proof until I saw which fixture actually was coming up. And uh, and I went with Reese James. I, I brought him in for Ben White for uh, episode four. You won't be seeing Ben White on my shit list anymore uh, because he's no longer in my team or my squad. He's gone. Reese James is in. I'm looking at him thinking fixture proof. He's a player I can rely on, and I just think he's enjoyable to watch. So didn't start uh, the first game though, did he? Didn't start the no, first game. no, no, he didn't. And uh, and I just think that he's obviously worked extremely hard in training, unlike Ben Chilwell. And Tuchel's just kind of like looked at him and he's, and he's looked at his face and gone, that man is my man. And he's gone and scored, got an assist. 18 um, points, didn't he, the weekend? I mean, yeah, solid. Big, I mean, big you, could, you, you could probably say that maybe I, I'm reacting to a, a big score. Maybe that's what I'm doing. Maybe that's schoolboy error. But we'll find out in weeks to come when I mean, you can laugh at me for bringing him in after... It's five point five million. You know, I, I think I don't. I don't disagree. I think it's yeah. a, a good a good choice. I think you know you can't can't sort of argue with them um, with having a look at that. And I think at the end of the day, I think um, especially against like someone like Liverpool, Reese James is likely to be the one of the wing backs or one of the three centre halves, most likely one of the wing backs. I think instead of maybe a Hudson or Doy, isn't it? Because you know, I think. Um, Chelsea will be, you know, worried a little bit more about the, the you know, the Salas and the Manes a bit more. So I think they'll he'll go a bit more defensive. Um, you'll probably find him as one of the wing backs. I think coming along to the wing backs this weekend and Christiansen Asper Aquara Rudy go continue as the centre half partnerships. Yeah, I just I just look at him. I mean, getting kind of serious here, but James for me is in that kind of Trent Robertson kind of bracket where <clears throat> You know, there, there is a handful of defenders who can score really big. And, and if you miss out on that, you're gutted. And I don't have that many good players in my region, really. 
So when they, I, you know, when I have got one person who can score double points from defence, and I've got to get him in as soon as possible, which is why I did it. Um, then I've got uh, Buendia, who also, uh, like I say, uh, playing Brentford at home. Kai Havertz playing Liverpool. I don't know. I'm not too sure about him, but I'm going to give him one more chance. Well, not one more chance. I, I'm sure I'll keep him in, but I'm just thinking about bringing in Mason Mount because at least he scores points. Um, I've got Son at the moment, who's who's going to be the the linchpin of my team. He's also going to be captain as well um, as they're playing Watford. I just worry about that because if he's... Yeah, I, I kind of feel that maybe Watford probably been a little bit you know they, they got played off the park by Brighton the other day and I think if we concede early against Spurs we've done it before I'm, I'm a bit worried about that but you know we'll see if he doesn't do anything happy days um, but at least I get points if he does hedging my bets there so I've got um, I've got Danny Ings playing Brentford I was tempted to go with him as captain but I think I'm just going to stick with some uh, Antonio is playing Crystal Palace at home and then Lukaku again Liverpool away my bench is going to be Sanchez um, Rico Henry Saka and, and Smith Rowe yeah that's my team and um, yeah I've got to be honest the fixtures are very up and down with my obviously Chelsea being my main you know my main team they're playing Liverpool away but the rest of them have all got pretty good home fixtures so I'm pretty yeah. confident you, um, you may want to um rethink your captain as well is he injured no I've, there's someone better <laughs> what is it Antonio yeah he's just scored two goals it's 4-1 West Ham now <laughs> come on Mikel <laughs> so that guarantees the um, the three points for you um, for, for that anyway yeah um, happy day Antonio's bagged bagged a couple bagged a cheeky brace what, yeah. a, what a ledge, what a ledge. West Ham, honestly, who would have fought it with Moyes? All those West Ham fans who are upset about Moyes coming back and lack of ambition and stuff, and he's doing such an incredible job. Are you right, mate? Yeah, I'm just upset. <laughs> just just cl Clarence your beer and you'll be all right. Yeah, it's just upsetting. Yeah. Oh, dear. Never mind. I'm, I'm still, okay. I'll, still, I'll be top at league on points anyway. My country, well, yeah. Well, because yeah, it's going to be quite, it's going to take me about a year probably to catch up with after last week. But I've got something I'm going to cheer you up with, mate. Awesome. I've got something. I've got this quiz. And um, yes. this, was, this, this week's quiz, um, so far, you guys have been blessed with two different quizzes each week. This week is, is just the same. This week, I'm going to uh, say a quote from an ex-Premier League manager and State is going to say, are they from the North or from the South? Uh, as in the team they were managing at the time they said it, because there are some managers in who managed multiple teams from all over the, the country. So it's, I think it's fairly easy. Some of them are quite easy, some of them are quite hard. But <laughs> the, fa the, fact is that, the fact is that if he gets them, then um, what I'm going to say is there's six quotes here. I would say two of them are very easy, maybe three of them. So what I'm going to say is if State gets over 50%, so he needs to get basically four right or more, then he can give me some kind of fine. But if he gets less than, you know, if he, if he only gets three right, 
then I'm going to give him a fine. And um, we'll work that out, I guess, in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've got a fine up your sleeve. Um, but we'll, we'll dive in with the first quote, which is, my greatest challenge is not what's happening at the moment. My greatest challenge was knocking Liverpool right off their fucking perch. And you can print that. So... What, what are you thinking, mate? Who are you thinking? Actually, that's, that's a good one, actually. It'd be good to know who you think that might be. I think... I'm going to go... Did they actually swear in that quote, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So the type of manager that will actually throw out a bit of colourful language like that. Mm. I'm thinking it's a northern team. I want to say something like Sean Dyche at Burnley. I mean, you've won that... You've got that correct, but it wasn't. It was Alex Ferguson at Manchester United. Now, does it make so sense? They, um, yeah, that basically means that they did one more league titles in Liverpool. You're not 19 forever, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good shout. Yeah, good quote. Well, yeah. It does make sense now. So, yeah. Good, okay. Good Second quote. I love Blackpool. We're very similar. We both look better in the dark. <laughs> well, well, so obviously then that must mean that these are Premier League quotes, aren't they, as well? So I'm guessing it's got to be, obviously, when Blackpool were in the Premier League. Um, so I'm going to think... Sounds like some... So it sounds like something Neil Warner could say to be fair, because you know, he, yeah, he, he, yeah, he likes it. They'll probably think that he's not the most attractive of men, no doubt. So, um, so if I'm thinking Neil Warnock, God, it could be North or South. He's managed everyone, hasn't he? But um, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with South, and he's either at QPR or Palace. I'm gonna go with QPR. Mate, honestly, you're gonna kick yourself. I thought this one was the easiest one out of the lot. It's Ian Holloway at Blackpool. Oh, so it would be north. <laughs> <laughs> you overthought <Yeah>. it. <laughs> to be fair, Holloway might be my second managerial choice, but I'd have still gone south because I didn't think he'd say that about his own club, probably. <laughs> so, then again, Ian Holloway probably would, and he obviously did, so there's no probably I, about I, it. I had, I had some great quotes from him, but I thought I'd just keep it simple, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like that one. I like that. So, so the, the, the third quote is No, I was asked if I was the right man for the job, and I said, No, I think they should have got George Graham because I'm useless. If he's not very good, George Graham. Well, George Graham obviously managed Arsenal, managed Spurs, didn't he? he managed Legionitis. So it's not going to be any of them buggers. I think mean, someone like David O'Leary or John Gregory would have said this, and that, that, that one night when they went Villa or somewhere like that. So Villa's in our south, so I'm going to say south. Okay, so south was correct, but it was actually Gordon Strachan when he was Southampton manager. No, right. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he probably had any kind of issue with George Graham, but I think it was more what he was trying to say was he just picked any manager. Uh, when the reporter said, "Do you think you're the right man for the job?" and he said, "No." Um, they should have got someone else in. But, yeah, so you do get that one. So, so far, you've got two out of the three, right? Um, yeah. And so, number four, I still think I'm the best coach in the Premier League. 
I'm only thinking it's one person who's going to say that, probably. I'm going with South again. I think it might have been Mourinho at Spurs. Do you know what? I led you down that path. I wanted you to think that. Uh, it's actually John Carver at Newcastle. Yeah, uh, it's it's a complete opposite. It's the the idea that this guy <laughs> thought he was really that good. Um, mm. okay. So yeah, so that's this two. The fine could still go either way. You need to get these uh, these next two actually. Um, okay, so the next quote is all this tippy tappy stuff everybody keeps going on about as the right way to play football is a load of old bollocks. I think Sam Allardyce said this. I'm sure he said this. Problem is, he said it. I thought he said it about a certain other team, but I got North. Oh, mate, you got the play- you got the guy right as well. It was Allardyce, but it was when he was managing West Ham. Um, that's harsh. That is harsh. But, oh. um, were you thinking when he was Bolton manager or Blackburn or uh, Newcastle? Thinking- well, I'll just think of anyone. Did he manage Everton for a short while as well? Everton as well, yeah. West Ham, yeah, Crystal Palace, down the south. I thought, I thought it were Everton. Yeah. Well, that means uh, you're definitely doing a fine, mate. Uh, I think you'll probably get this next one as well. Uh, so the last one is, he's a specialist in failure. <laughs> God, could be many. Alan Pardew <laughs> springs to mind straight away. Yeah, I've got to go Alan Pardew for that, and I'm going to go south. All right, well, you got the south right, but it was actually Jose Mourinho when he was talking about Arsene Wenger. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so that means that, that, means that um, oh, it's tough, mate, because after... Three off. Had, off. You, yeah. Um, I kind of want to give you one extra and then... Get, do, a, do a decider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that completely. <laughs> Maybe I, I get, I get you a quick decider. And it, to be fair, it was one that actually I did have down. But, that sounds, that sounds good. Okay, so, so he said, I never comment on referees, and I'm not going to break the habit of a lifetime for that brat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so again, it sounds like a Neil Warner comment, to be fair. I'm going to go north, Warnock. So this is a difficult one, but it's actually Ron Atkinson. And I believe he says it when he was at Aston Villa. So technically count as south. Oh. Technically. But yeah. the fact is that it's, you know... That was kind of like a the next goal kind of wins anyway situation. So yeah. you're definitely going to get a fine, and um, I think your fine is you're going to have to play one of your substitutes. So who are yeah. your substitutes at the moment, Romani? Are you going to choose the substitute? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I may as well just tell you. Why don't you just pick my Norwich lad? <laughs> yeah, but he he's not playing at the moment, so that would be silly. Very true. I've got Connor Cody um, and Marcus Brownhill. Oh, there you go. Brownhill's in the team. Brownhill's Stick in the team. In. Stick him yeah. in. No problem. Brownhill goes in the team. I will make notes and I'll make sure he goes in the team. 
Yeah. Okay. Oh dear. Well, never mind. And just uh, just an FYI to everyone who's listening at the moment, we did do a couple of fines last year. Uh, they they they're quite fun, but to be honest, quite soul destroying as well when you have a, a stinker of a week, and that's down to the fact that the guy who is on your bench scores plenty of points, and it's because of the guy you bring in due to uh, this fine. But I've I've got an idea of who I'm bringing out through actually, so. I'm I'm not completely upset with it. I'm okay. It'd be great if he scored as well, hey, because he yeah. is playing. Imagine if he yeah. scored. Yeah. Well, if he yeah, he only needs to rifle one in. He's played ninety minutes in the last game, so yeah, I'm I'm hopeful. He could he could do some do some damage. It's Josh Brownhill, isn't it? Not Marcus Brownhill. Sorry, I got that one earlier. Don't even know the first name of him. That's how much of a, an interest he's been in my squad so far. <laughs> You will do this week, though. You will do this week. You'll know yeah, all about um, him this week. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, he's 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 gonna go in for someone. I'll have to have to think about that. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what goes down. <laughs> and that and that that is uh, that that's the podcast, um, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure as usual. Um, I'd like yeah. to thank thank the thank, thank everyone for listening. And and also wish everyone good luck as, as normal. But I'd like to lastly just kind of say, again, thank you so much for everyone who's listened to our podcast. Um, you can now listen to it on Apple Pop Podcasts. You can listen to it or, you know, on, on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. But we just really appreciate any interaction. So again, just to remind you, uh, State's Twitter handle is FPL underscore Northerner. Mine is FPL underscore Southerner. Please get in touch with anything. If you've got questions, you've got any kind of issues with what you've heard tonight, you know, if you challenge us with anything, if you've got any ideas that you want to throw our way, then we're more than happy to take them on board. Definitely. Yeah. Get it, get in, get in touch, guys. You know, we've been, yeah, we've been chuffed with the um, the response so far. And yeah, yeah, by all means. And yeah, like like you said, ideas, you know, throw, throw some ideas our way if you want us to try something out. We'll We'll try anything us us, us two. Yeah, we we're not we're not scared of um trying trying something different. So yeah, do get in touch. Thank you very much, guys, and um, yeah, good luck in the the next game week.